Big Little Besties, welcome to After Bedtime, where today, by popular demand, we are going to be answering the burning questions that you all sent in for us. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that Moki, my pug, he is my number one baby. He's my firstborn. I love him so much. But if I'm being really, really honest, ever since having kids, he doesn't get the attention that he used to. I do my best, but there's a lot going on. But one thing that makes me feel really good is we recently switched his food to the farmer's dog. And I cannot tell you how happy this little pug is every morning and every night when he's about to eat. Even my husband commented yesterday, he's like, I've never seen Moki prance around so excited. He loves this food. And I've noticed a difference where he does look happier. He has more energy. He just looks like a healthier dog. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and it's made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. Honestly, when you pour it, you can tell how real and how clean this food is. In hindsight now, I can really see how like traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed and they can use so much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they're extremely difficult to portion accurately. And if you're using dry food or like store-bought food, no guilt. I did it for a really long time, but I now notice such a difference since I've switched him. Which is why I'm here sharing the farmer's dog with you so you can incorporate it into your family. And one little detail that I love it makes life easier is the farmer's dog isn't just higher quality food. They also send you the right pre-portioned size specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it really easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full healthy life. In fact, dogs at healthy weights can live as much as 16% longer than overweight ones, and that's two and a half years. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin to better breath and even easier digestion and smaller, better poops. Yes, poops matter. A healthy diet isn't just important for humans. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com feelings. Let the farmer's dog know that we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Finally, here we are. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and it is time to get down. I'm Kristen. And I'm Dina. We're the duo behind the ever-popular Instagram account, Big Little Feelings, which helps you navigate all things parenthood. But this is not a boring parenting podcast. There will be inappropriate jokes. We will be getting down and dirty. So put those babies to bed and let's have fun. Bestie! What's up, girl? We're here. That was new. That I was know. new. Never thrown a bestie. Yeah, bestie I like it. Song. Thank Feels you. Right. Thank you. No one can see this except for Dina. But I just adjusted my microphone so that I could just like almost lay down. You're in full on lounge <laughs> mode over there. This uh, episode, like I'm basically laying down right now. Looks really cozy. I have no regrets. How are you doing? You know, I'm mildly sick because okay. I have a toddler who attends uh, school now. So just forever, Welcome. we will have runny noses forever. <laughs> I mean, we're also playing with fire today because we, we are. were supposed to record separately <laughs> due to the daycare rule that we also have in between us two people. I can't even talk right now. We'll get to why I can't even talk right now. You and I 
we have the daycare rule as Mm -hmm. our policy for like, should we do podcasts together in person or should we podcast separately apart? So like if anyone has thrown up diarrhea 24 hours, we just do the daycare rule and low key, we are breaking the daycare rule. If you're listening, you probably thought it was me. That's the problem. Because I said I'm sick. What a plot twist. Whoa. (laughs) It's not me. I just don't, it just dawned on me that like, I actually might also be getting sick from you though, is what it sounds like. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> oh we, we spent a lot of time together already. Wow. Like you're already screwed. You've been exposed to me for a few days on accident. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So Best of luck. we texted each other at what, like 1030 PM last night. Yes. Cause I was like, <sighs> red alarm, red alarm child is throwing up we gotta record separately everything is thrown off we gotta rearrange your work day the whole the whole thing the whole thing and you know what i did this is why i'm so tired today not just because i have a kid who was throwing up yesterday (laughs) now i'm low-key just like why are you sitting in a room with me i I, literally have been thinking that i was like wait what am i doing here you willingly did this this? yeah you willingly did this i was like we should so so stupid I'm so stupid. (laughs) You told me though it was one time. She did only throw up one time, to be fair. But like, you don't, you you don't know. know. No, you don't know. Oh my god, you don't know. Kristen, I should have just followed the daycare rule. Obviously, Dita, but I didn't. I didn't have the right headphone adapters, and it became really stressful. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Screw it. Screw it. I'm coming over too. You know where it's like executive decision making is hard. Where it's like, you know what? F it. Like, is this? Am I gonna figure out headphones and recording separately? Decision fatigue. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She did only throw up one time. So I mean, I am just gonna lie to myself. But here's where I really effed myself. Is normally, normally, first of all, I get debilitating anxiety, but yeah. I didn't this time because, like, seven years in, you're just like, this is life, right? I still I mean, get we're the anxiety, all, yeah, but I, go on. <laughs> well, to be fair, three years in, yeah. I was debilitated, debilitated. I'd have Clorox, there'd be Lysol, we're shutting everything down. Now it's like you can't control anything. Okay. I'm just, I've released that control. So instead, what I did this time is I just kind of like cleaned it up, tucked her in, got her into my bed. Yes, she can even go in my bed and I'm going to like sleep face to face with her. Like we're all screwed. It's fine. Normally, I would have gone to bed right then and there, right? Because you're like, I don't know what the day, I don't know what the night is going to hold. Like every minute counts. I just got to get right to bed. Whatever I can. And instead, so embarrassing instead my brain because you know we've been like traveling for work we've been going non-stop right yeah so instead my brain went am i gonna have like self-care time again for the next three days like am i gonna be able to even watch bravo or sit alone for five seconds for the next three days if she's peacefully sleeping here i'm gonna pour a glass of wine i'm gonna pull up bravo on my computer and i'm gonna spend three hours just having nice quiet alone time before okay all hell breaks loose all making sense when i (laughs) Or backtrack it. Yeah. You sent me a housewife clip. Videos. Yeah, you yeah. like sent me like, a video you from your TV screen that <laughs> yep. you recorded. Yep, yep. It's all making sense. So I'm really tired today. I I stand by it, but yeah, dying. you must be exhausted. I'm dying, Loki. Yeah, yeah. I might cough during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like I'm, this is a this is yeah. We're doing our best. Okay. And the best is good enough. Um, (laughs) Speaking of doing our best, I feel like today's episode is going to be the best because we've never done this before. This is new. This is new. I don't like new things. (laughs) You're going to do I'm a very rigid person. (laughs) 
very self-aware person too. I though, am at the same time. I can just own both, that. Like I'm not flexible. <laughs> I don't like to pivot. I like to plan in advance. I know really what I'm doing. Love a prep moment, but like beyond, you know, beyond. like the tantrum will. Ooh. And it's yeah. me tantruming. That's, <laughs> By the way. that's what I'm insinuating. I love a new thing. So I'm pumped. I'm fired up. And I feel like it's going to be be fresh. Like we, we've been noticing some of the feedback. Some of the, the besties have been asking, why don't you try out kind of like a Q&A episode where normally it's at the end and mm-hmm. we just kind of like rapid fire. We're like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, maybe your top questions, right? Top submitted questions and really break those things down for us. Like do an episode of a Q&A and we're like... Today's the day. Let's try Today's it. Today's the day. Today's you know the day. What? I am excited. Okay, good. I'm I'm rigid, but I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> you can be both. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just here. You know, I'm just grateful to be here. I know. I'm um. always jealous of how flexible you are. <laughs> That's weird, frankly. Yeah. How flexible I am. All right, let's get started, <laughs> shall we? Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's kick it off. Okay, we're big believers that small, easy changes can have big results, and that goes for your skincare routine too. These days, it's so confusing to know what product works for this and that and which work together in what order, so I'm just going to make it easy for you. The work system from Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, it's high-end skincare that's affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, by the way, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient so you can use their products daily with confidence. I do not have time to remember a 10-step routine. The work system is everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, with spring and summer around the corner, I love anything with sunscreen. Their Tinted Glow Wonder Screen with SPF 30 just came out in new shades and it's amazing. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Dimebeautyco.com. It's about time you've checked out Dime. Let's just dive in. This first one's from Megan and it says, my two and a half year old only ever wants mommy and gets upset if dad does anything. Example, putting her in the car seat, changing diaper, Mm. making food. Mm. Okay, so everything. Okay. This happens all the time, by the way, right? And it's like not always mom, for the record. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like a lot of times it is. But honestly, like my second, when she only wanted daddy to do bedtime for yeah. six months Loki, i was destroyed yeah like the first time i was like woohoo mom gets to party like of course yeah dad go do bedtime and then yeah. after it's like <sighs> yeah this my, my, my other bestie the one who mm-hmm. i met in the park if you mm-hmm. listen to episode one mm-hmm. they're in a parent preference phase right now and it's daddy everything mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so it, it totally depends and it changes yeah and by the way, the load of being the preferred parent, Ooh. let's just start there. Because if we let this cycle on for a little bit too long, resentment, I feel like, can build up uh, burnout for yes. sure. You can get into sort of like a really not great place, honestly. And it's yeah. because, A, your kid only wants you and only you can cut the sandwich just so and only you can do bath time and only you can do bedtime. So... 
We're going to help you. It's going to be hard, but we actually have a plan for this so that you can walk into this and really nip this in the bud. Or if it's gone on too long, never too late. Start today. Let's do it. A hundred percent. Not to mention it's hard being the other parent who feels like low-key heartbroken, rejected. Yeah. But you know what? I was, I forgot who it was that we were talking to one time. And I was like, man, and how are you? How does it feel for you? And he was like, it's great. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'd take a break. (laughs) I was like, it's so devastating. It's really hard. And he was like, nah, it's awesome. Sometimes, okay. like when my family went <laughs> yeah. through it, my husband was devastated. devastated. Okay, yeah. so here's what we're going to do. And it is not necessarily easy. It's similar to when you're putting away screen time, when you're holding any kind of a boundary. It's not going to feel great at first. And we know why we're doing it. We're doing this because with consistency, both mommy and mommy or mommy and daddy or however two parents identify they can both equally get there. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is start with one specific area that we're going to tackle consistently. So let's just do, let's do bath time as the example. Okay. So we're going to have one parent and the other parent switch off of who's doing bath time every other day, if that's possible. And depending on your work schedules, it might look different, but you're going to set up a cadence to it. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to let our toddler know who's doing bath time on what days. We can make a literal chart that they can look at where it shows the days of the week and has a picture or has a letter for the name. Or a stick figure. This does not need to be fancy. It's not fancy. This Mm -hmm. is just something to show visually that everyone can look at and know who's doing bath time on what day and it is non-negotiable and by the way pick a day beforehand where you are feeling confident you are feeling ready you're not going to feel defeated or kind of wishy-washy it's really important that you feel confident walking into this and once that day hits the calendar we are really sticking to this most of the time of course there's going to be a day something's going to happen but really be ready and confident walking into this. That's right. Because what is going to happen more than likely is when that non-preferred parent, it's their day, your kid is going to scream. Your kid is going to fall apart and push back so hard because in the past, that's gotten them the other parent most of the time. And so we are going to hold boundaries and it's going to be hard. It's going to feel loud and overwhelming, but you are the calm, confident parent the leader of your home who's going to hold that boundary with love when that happens. And honestly, sometimes it's all about just giving the other partner or the parent a chance, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's like, you feel so badly because they love you so much. And so you don't want to, but we really want to instill in our child a sense of trust where it doesn't feel like they're looking to you and you're going, oh, you're right. Like, I am better at this. I, you, Your dad probably shouldn't, you know, it kind of sends the signal of like, I don't know, I'm kind of wishy-washy on it too, right? So exactly. we really want to show up confidently and every situation is going to be different, but hopefully we really do believe like, hey, dad can give a bath, right? And so it's like, we're sending the message to our toddler, you are safe with your dad, your dad loves you so much. And what I really like to do too is a lot of times... <laughs> 
bedtime is hard, right? Or people are kind of like, oh, man, bedtime. I know I feel that way most nights, right? But in front of our toddlers, language does matter. So what I really love to like put in with this a lot of times is like, listen, mommy loves you so much. I love you and I love doing your bedtime. And dad can swoop in and say, I love doing your bedtime. And your kid might be going, no, 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 no. But the messaging is, hey, kiddo, I just want to, I want a chance, right? It's mommy's turn and it's daddy's turn. And I love doing your bedtime. That's why we take turns. We both equally love doing bedtime with you. Exactly. And so if we go to the, the bath time one again, so your kid might be falling apart and you can sue them. You're going to hold a boundary and comfort them at the same time and say, listen, I hear you're feeling so upset. You are so mad or sad or disappointed that mom's not doing bath time. I hear you and it it is okay to feel that way. And you are safe with daddy. Daddy loves you. Daddy's doing your bath time and I will do it again tomorrow. Yep. Yep. And we're just going to hold that boundary and write it out. And this is the important part. You got to write it out and see it all the way through. And like Kristen said, when you do that, you give the other parent a chance to show and prove that they can do it. And the more you do that, the more it becomes this reinforcing positive cycle where your kid starts to build trust. Like, oh, yeah, I had a good experience. Like, this is going to be okay. Totally. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So write it out. Do it when you feel ready. I know for a long time I was not ready and I just endured the pain of being the preferred parent. And then we tackled it. Yeah. yeah, It's hard, but it's so worth it. Yep. Dina, I'm going to need you to read the next question because um, my eyes are closed. Stay with me, <laughs> I don't, Kristen. Stay I don't with even, me, I don't even have. I don't even have the questions. I'm not prepared. Okay, you just sit tight. Thanks. I got this. Okay. <laughs> so I really appreciate you. I love order. Yeah. I love a list. I really um, love this for I came you. and organized. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, next question is from Rebecca. What's your alone time go-to show right now? Oh, oh kick it off. Yes. I know you got it. <laughs> I mean, I only have 500. How do you how do you choose like the top one? Yeah. Like a favorite one? Yeah. I think right now has to be Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's not even a guilty pleasure. Like that's not even when people say like, "Oh, what kind of garbage guilty?" Like this shit is good. It is good. It's good. I love it. I don't watch it you don't, all that often. I'm not consistent. Okay. Yeah. In the very few times that I watch yeah. it, I'm like, oh, oh I love so this. Good. Like, why don't I do this more? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to work the app. Okay. So if someone could just teach okay. me how to get that app to go on my TV. Mike, are you listening? <laughs> I think it's called cable, Dina. Uh, I'm not paying cable. for that. Okay. I'm not doing that. All right. Okay. So let's find a Dina, workaround. What is your go-to like self-care TV show right now? That's complicated. Okay. I, um, that's a really <laughs> loaded question. <laughs> we have time. <laughs> okay. Last night was a really means. great example. So what I wanted to watch was Selling Sunset. Forever. And, yeah. And then when I started to watch it, I was like, oh, this might not be good for my mental health. So I had to turn it off because... If you follow us on Instagram, you might know I've been very vulnerable and shared about how I've struggled with disordered eating for a really long time, Mm. and I'm tackling that as best I can right now. But when I watch that show, I mean, I am right back in it. It's not good. So I turned that off. Good. And instead, instead, you might be shocked. Um, I went to Riverdale. I'm not shocked. You're not? I think people love a Riverdale. I, for, why do I feel like it's like a teenage show? I don't... And I'm not I supposed mean, to be watching it. What is that feeling? May, maybe. 
Maybe. Yeah. I don't actually know enough about Riverdale, but I feel like that's fine, right? There's no like age limit. No. It's okay. Yeah, no. Like, it's fine. I'm just gonna I'm gonna embrace it. I think people I like love it. a Riverdale. There's gotta be a lot of moms that watch Riverdale. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't I don't watch it. I but like it. It's scripted, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. scripts and like words and yeah. so it's just I can't do that anymore. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't tell you anything about it. I think I halfway watched it, so I can't even <laughs> tell you what I saw. But that's the best and I think that's, that's why I watch show. it. That's correct. <laughs> that is go. a literal self-care show. Okay. There we go. Great. So this one's from Dallas. Love that name. Love so it. fun. Doing your potty training course, how do you feel about using M&Ms or stickers as rewards? Oh, this good is, question. You know what? This is a really common thing. And no shame if you're doing it or you've done it. What we find is that it's it's not always the most long-lasting route to go. If you're really trying to teach a kid how to notice in their body, that feeling, that sensation of, oh, I need to pee. I need to poop. I should run to the potty. This rewarding with M&Ms or stickers or little toys or whatever it is actually kind of impedes that process. Right, because they're so focused on here's what's the goal. The goal is getting an M&M. That's what the goal is. So they could sit there forever. There's so many strategies that they could kind of use in order to like get the end result, which is get the M&M. What we want the motivation to be in their mind is Ooh, this feels kind of yucky when this like gets in my pants. I should I should probably get over to the potty. We really want to be connecting why we're going to potty in the first place. I think rewards can work kind of well at first, right? You're like, oh, this is working because they're like doing it for the reward. Mm-hmm. A, we're gonna see, especially if you have a strong-willed child like some of us do, we're gonna see day two day three, day four, suddenly you got to ramp those rewards up. You right? get stuck on a rewards <laughs> treadmill, like Ooh. make it better, make it bigger. Eminem's not going to do it. Okay. Suddenly we're doing like a party. We have confetti. We're like <laughs> mom and dad are like banging spoons on their head. And it's like, we're throwing, we have to level up and level up for them to care about going on the potty. <laughs> and B, when you're not there, then they have zero motivation to go potty, exactly. right? Where it's just like, well, I might as well just go right here because I'm not going to get that M&M. This is really what sets our potty training course apart, I think, from the other strategies that are out there. Not only we're going to walk you through how to really do intrinsic motivation rather than rewards, but it's also going to answer every single teeny tiny question you may have like this one. And it is going to make your child feel good. It's going to make your child feel proud. It's going to actually strengthen your relationship. Potty training can sometimes be a little bit of a shit show. Let's just be honest. Oh, no pun intended. hey <laughs> No, but really, it can be kind of a shit show and it's so stressful and you don't know what to do. The cool thing about our course is that it literally has all of the strategies from Dina's child therapy practice where tantrums are going to happen. Like pushback, you got it. Defiance and all these things that parents like wouldn't necessarily expect come with potty training, we really truly are going to walk you through how to get that intrinsic motivation so it can happen from the start. Like I feel like with the rewards and with other things, it can be such a lengthy, long process because it's like, okay, first you're teaching them how to do with an M&M. All right, we got that part down. But now step two, we have to figure out how to do it without an M&M. We just cut right to the chase so you can really do this thing in three days. So if you're thinking about potty training at all in the next year, by the way, we are having our Black Friday sale. It is the 
biggest discount you'll ever see on both of our courses, Potty Training Made Simple is only $27 because it's 20% off right now. So jump on it. We promise we're going to walk you through every single situation, including this question, which was a great question. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you. Thank you. Head to biglittlefeelings.com. If you're thinking about potty training, we're going to hold your hand. It's not going to be that bad. We promise we've got you. Marley is asking how to navigate learning healthy emotion regulation as a parent while simultaneously teaching it to your kids. Woof. Mm. Emphasis on the woof. Yeah, woof. Woof <laughs> is right. I think our whole generation is feeling this exact question. Yeah. Oh my God. Like we're all feeling it. We are. I think woof. you start with it's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to start there. I don't it's know if that's true. the right answer, but like it helps me. Like it helps me to understand like, yeah. okay, wait, wait a second. A, I'm not a monster. B, I didn't do this to myself, right? I am this way because these patterns and this way of someone speaking to me happened when I was younger. And so that's why in these loud, chaotic moments, I'm triggered, you know? The hundred percent. My a hundred percent as a therapist that's exactly exactly what happens is the way that our parents respond to us literally build your nervous system build your brain builds how you react to things in the future and the like literally the coping tools that you have for tough situations and so that means a lot of us just don't have coping tools right well and like in parenting it's next level though because that's not even that like that's why i can't attend a zoom meeting you know like i fall apart (laughs) but it's like i can't i can't handle it the stress but like with parenting it's so literal it's so oh i'm hearing loud crying and screaming and instinctually your body is literally going to react the way that your parent had reacted to you when you were screaming and crying. So like if your parent was a neck pincher, right? And was like, stop crying. You're going to feel the visceral urge, not because you want to, not because you think that that's right. Not because you're going to feel that literal urge. If your parent was the one who did, what's another one? What's another, like, it doesn't even have to be bad. It could literally be anything. If your parent was just like, oh, stop crying. Come on. Or like, yeah, here's we a totally go? different we version. A totally different yeah, version. Ahead. If you had big feelings when you were little and then it caused your parent to get overwhelmed, mm. flooded and have their own big feelings and then yeah. they were out of control and they were super sad and they're crying. That becomes totally. overwhelming. Totally. You know? Yeah, so you'll literally respond, want to respond in the same way of like, okay, you're going to start to become flooded. You're going to start to become heightened. You're going to start to become big in the exact same way. It's literal. Okay, so what do we do? Because we are literally all trying to be the best versions of ourselves. It is really hard as a parent when you weren't taught these things. And the good news is it is literally never too late to teach yourself these these skills and kind of like reparent yourself is what we're going to do. Okay, so the way we reparent is, and I wish we could do, honestly, a full episode like we should at some point, but here are just like some quick little tips on it for today that you can start using. So 
a lot of us didn't have a parent who was kind to us during hard situations or we've made a mistake. So step one off the bat is show up with kindness to yourself when you make a mistake, especially in parenting, because we're going to do it. We're going to be overwhelmed, pushed to our limits, out of energy. We're going to yell, snap, whatever it is. So show up with grace for yourself and remember that that is part of being human. And I, I feel like this also extends even beyond parenting, by the way. Like when we really talk about reparenting, I feel like the hardest part is like you have that inner voice that you're sitting in traffic or you make a mistake at work or you make a mistake with your partner and you go like, God, you idiot, whatever it may be. And you're just so hard on yourself. It's like being kind to yourself yeah. in moments of parenting messing up, but also like you have to put in the work and do the practice of like actually all the time. All the time. All the time. 100%. And it's work. And you deserve that and it probably didn't happen to you as a child and that's why it's hard now. So hard. Okay. The other thing is start to name your own feelings to yourself. Like mm. practice throughout the day just being like, oh, I'm feeling disappointed. Oh, I'm feeling frustrated. Whatever it is because a lot of times we didn't have feeling talk so that's not natural to us. And the more we can do that, we soothe ourselves. When you can name what you're feeling, you contain the chaos within you. Love it like instantly shifts your brain. That's also something the more you practice it, the more you can teach it to your kid, which is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard like emotional regulation followed by dope, but I, I love it. I'm here for it and I live for it. <laughs> and the last thing I would say is start to... Practice some grounding strategies like taking a deep breath. It sounds mm. cheesy. It sounds so cheesy, but it really does send calm chemicals from your brain. And you can maybe find that pause before you react mm. when you're triggered, before you just like instinctually react. Ooh. Take that pause and we can try to respond. I have Doesn't to work, work on the pause like with my other relationships does that make sense it, we're like yeah same <laughs> like, you know what I mean like I try so hard with the kids and I, I do a pretty good job I do a pretty good job but I'm also not bad I'm not like reaching for 100% right so yeah. when I say I do a good job it's like you're realistic 60 like, 70% like, of the yeah. time yeah that's what we're aiming for but like it really the real the real work starts when you can like pause with everything and emotional regulation right 100% yeah it's a work in progress yeah so it's just like showing up for yourself as the parent that you wished you had who like made you feel safe and let Oof. you make mistakes and loved you no matter what. Oh, yeah. That's it's hard lot. work. We'll get we'll do a full episode on that. And by the way, like I was going to say, I need to go now take what you just said and take it to therapy. So let's not sleep on, on therapy, by the way. Like if you grew up in situations that were <laughs> less than ideal, um, Dina and I are in weekly therapy. My husband is in weekly therapy. Your husband is in weekly therapy. Bless. Like there is nothing wrong with you. It does not mean you are a monster. If you have a short fuse, if you immediately react, it also just might mean you actually need to like rewire those patterns and like having someone who knows how to do that with you. You don't have to do it on your own. And it, a lot of times it's our relationships early in life who kind of screwed us up. Okay. So oh you boy, need you a relationship. It. You need this safe relationship to help you work through it. You said it's it. It's wild. The safe relationship is the therapist? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's amazing. Oh, bless her. Yeah. She's like, never leave me. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Okay. This one's from Alexandra. And oh, Oh, it's for me. This is a Ooh. burning one. Dina, how's your marriage doing? Oh, that is a burning question. Mm, I see that all the time in the DMs. Also a loaded question. Okay. Um, so backstory, if you don't know, and I think episode four is a whole download on uh, 
just how bad my marriage got after having children. And jokes aside, it got so bad that we really, really were like right on the brink of divorce. And last second, he, like you said, decided to go to therapy. And that was a game changer. And things, so things right now, they are not perfect by any means. They are slightly better than what it was. And I would say the biggest barrier recently, because he's going to therapy, he's growing, he's changing, he's like actually trying to participate. Because for a long time, I felt like a single mom in my marriage. I was doing everything alone and so resentful. And once he started to get better, like be better, whatever you want to call it, grow to heal, if you will, he started to show up and I was so far gone that I couldn't even meet him halfway. Like I had a foot out the door and I think that's been the hardest part recently is like getting my foot back in so that I can actually participate in making the relationship better. So that's been my personal journey and I feel like I've made some progress in it. And yeah, the journey just continues. I think that's what's hard is that like, I know this is actually the most common phrase, but I don't think we see it in real life when people say like marriage is work. It really is work even for the healthiest, best couples. And, you know, you're saying it's a work in progress. And I feel like that's something that I know so many people on our page are grateful to be seeing because you only ever see happy, perfect, amazing family photos, or you see like, oh my God, this person got a divorce. So like the middle, and sometimes it's like on the lower end and sometimes, but like we're all, I think everyone working together, especially after kids. A hundred percent. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Last question here is from Tori. Tori. Ooh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a lot of us struggle with this one. How to stop Hitting, oh boy, especially with siblings. Oh boy, um, hitting is a behavior that all kids, by the way, they're gonna experiment with at some point. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it ramps up with siblings. It's gonna be a constant thing that has to get worked through. And the big thing with hitting with toddlers and preschoolers, with the way that their brains have developed, the one thing we want to try to avoid is a big big loud no reaction it feels so logical because it's like i need you to understand how serious Mm. this is like hitting really is not okay and we want to convey that but what can accidentally happen is at this young age with their brains developing it feels fun it feels exciting it's loud and it can accidentally reinforce the behavior like they want nothing more than your attention. And when that makes you stop everything, come over, give a big attention, it can accidentally cause them to do it more. And like, imagine this, right? Your toddler is playing, they're doing whatever, okay? You're washing the dishes and your toddler would love nothing more in this whole world because they love you so much than for you to turn the water off, come over and just focus on them, right? And we have to get our stuff done. So we're going to do the dishes. We can't always be doing that. Now imagine the scenario that Dina just walked through, which is they hit their little baby sister. Okay. What do you do? You turn the water off, 
from washing your dishes, you walk over to your toddler, you maybe grab them by the hands and look them right in the eye and you do a big, no, that's not okay. So what we just did was the exact thing that our toddler is actually dreaming of. Now, what this doesn't mean is we're not ignoring, we're not going to completely ignore the behavior and we're not going to completely ignore the toddler. That's not the answer. The answer is we have to come in with really cool, calm, confident energy and we're just going to contain the situation we're just going to contain the situation no one is taking in new information the brain is probably beyond activated they are not learning in that moment we're swooping in calmly and we're containing hey it's not okay to hit it is okay to feel angry i'm going to keep you safe now Exactly. When your kid's brain is next level emotional, they can't take any info in. So you're just keeping everyone safe. And by the way, I feel like this is an area where people feel like you have to have this really like angelic voice at Mm -hmm. all times when we're doing this. But really, you can be firm. Mm -hmm. You can be like, it's okay to feel upset and it is not okay to hit. I'm going to move you now to keep everyone safe. Yes, girl. Yeah. Also, we get this question all the time, by the way, where they're like, why are you moving the one who hits? You don't You don't have to. You can, nope. this is a game time situation. You yep. know, like, do you need to move baby sister? Do you need to move the one who's hitting? Like, yep. it really depends on whatever you think is best for that situation. When my kids were really little, it was most often, I'm picking up baby now yeah. to keep them safe. Yep. And by the way, the most critical piece of this is that your toddler, your preschooler has not developed the front part of their brain, their prefrontal cortex that helps them with impulse control mm-hmm. and emotional management management. And this is why in this stage, we see a lot of hitting. We see a lot of pushing. They don't have words yet to explain what they need or what they're feeling. And a lot of times the body takes over. And even when they do have words, because I feel like that's a common misconception is it's like, listen, I've been teaching you angry. I've been teaching you. all. Now you know how to say like, hey, no, stop that. What I don't like that. But that doesn't mean that those parts of their brain for impulse control are developed just because their language is there. So even if they can say it, you're still going to see that a lot of the times. And it's only through calm repetition over and over and over and over that we're really going to see meaningful change. And then, and then we've got to teach coping skills, right? Because nothing will change if we don't actively teach them what to do when they do feel angry. Exactly. And the best time to teach that is in a calm moment later after the meltdown, the tantrum has passed, because that's when their brain can take in new information. That prefrontal cortex is back on, back functioning. Girl, like I'm the same way. I'm going to tell you something. Literally in couples therapy, we have to work on this because I'll like try for an hour with my husband. If we are in a fight, I will just try to make it make sense in it, you know? And my therapist is like, just walk away for a second. Take a time out for, for 50, like get, let your so brains come hard. online because you can't do reason and logic. So we're just sitting there. We're like, boom, 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 yep. duh. Like wait for the calm moment later. And then in a non-judgmental way, you come in, whether it's your husband or your toddler, you come in and you go like, hey, earlier, this was a really hard moment. Here's what was happening, right? Like that makes total sense. Exactly. A hundred percent. And when it comes to siblings, by the way, I think this is like a game changing thing that you can start to bring into your house today is when someone in our family says no or Mm -hmm. stop, we put our hands up right away. And that is something to keep saying and helping them do over and over and over. And I've seen this just totally transform 
my sibling relationships in my house. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you might have to step in, by the way, and sometimes be like, I heard no, stop. I'm going to help you now. Right. In our house, we when someone says no, we put our hands up. You just do that over and over and over. Here's a last little tip that I loved to do when mine was really close, like three and one or three and, you know, baby, is try your best not to blame one child more than the other, right? We Again, it kind of comes back to what you were saying at the beginning where it's like, you want them to understand how bad they were or how bad that behavior was. But actually, shame can really impede learning. And yeah, toddlers can feel shame, you know? They want to be good kids. So when you can come in, and even when it was like two really close together, so it was a little baby, right? Little baby and a two-year-old, I would go and I would be like, okay, hands are not for hitting, you know, hands are for this, it's not okay to hit. And I would turn to the baby then and literally say to the baby, okay, baby. And also when you feel mad, it's not okay to hit. Okay. And so you're kind of teaching them both at the same time. It's nice because it makes it feel like, okay, this is just a house rule, right? We don't hit each other. We don't hurt each other rather than one kid being the bad kid. Yes. I totally, by the way, messed that one up just <laughs> just yesterday. I, I rarely do this one actually, but yeah. I totally did it last night where I was turning, I was in, like in my refrigerator for a second, actually trying to get something. And then boom, like baby goes down. He's crying. Oh boy. I don't know what happened. I turned around and I asked the three-year-old, I was like, did you push him? And he said, no. And I realized like, by the way they were positioned, like he really didn't. Yeah. Like baby just went down, yeah. you know? And I I got down and I apologized. I said, I'm so sorry that I even thought you were the one who pushed. Like you didn't. I'm sorry. That prob- That wasn't great. Like oh. you didn't feel great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean... I don't know about you, but I definitely felt like a bad kid in my family. You didn't, though. I think you were the good kid. I was the one who was always trying to keep it all together. Mm, My sister was the bad one. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, you know, we're we're trying to do things differently. I love that. I love that for our generation and for us. We're trying our best. We really are. And speaking of trying my best, I have to go. Should we go enjoy I, these last few uh, hours before we're both deathly ill and trapped in our bathrooms? Stop. God damn it. Oh my God. Knock on every piece of wood. But I was low-key thinking the same thing. I'm like, how many more hours do I have in me? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got to do this because this was like the top priority. When I texted you last night, nice. I was just like, we just need to record the first thing in the morning before I go down. We yeah. have to do this. Yeah. Because <laughs> you never know. No, you I never know, know. I don't know what the rest of the week holds. Uh-uh. Whoo! All right, big little besties. Meet me at the Target for the Clorox wipes and the trash bag. And the... do you do that, Dina? Do you like when I'm your kids get up. sick? Do you... Oh, okay. My You're husband thought I up. was nuts last time I did it. <laughs> oh, I came did. home with like, oh, he did. Oh my God, bags okay. of medicines yeah. and just like everything you could ever need. He's like, we already have a thermometer. I'm like, you never know. This is called anxiety shopping, yeah. and it is a crucial part of the sick and this flu is a coping season. skill. Yeah, I'm gonna go hit that up right now. That's what I'm gonna. Okay. To make myself feel like I'm in control. I like it. Okay. (laughs) Big little bestie. I hope to uh, chat with you next week. I hope whatever happens. Depending on our health, depending if we pass the daycare rule, we may see you again. Yeah, norovirus is fast. You know, we'll be back. We'll be back. It's not happening. Good night, big little bestie. Good night, big little besties. We talked a lot today about hitting and tantrums and meltdowns. And right now, our biggest sale 
ever is happening at biglittlefeelings.com. You can get 20% off both of our best-selling online courses, Winning the Toddler Stage and Potty Training Made Simple. They are game-changing courses for anyone with kids ages one through six. Winning the toddler stage has been aptly nicknamed the toddler manual because literally when we say any toddler problem under the sun exists, it is in there. We are going to help solve your problem, walk you all the way through it, and do it in a way that makes you feel good at the end of the day. We believe in our courses so much that if they don't totally change your life, we will literally refund you. Money back, guaranteed, no questions asked. And pro tip, bundle both of the courses. This is by far our top seller and it makes sense because you get to save money. It's the lowest price our course bundle has ever been. So head to biglittlefeelings.com. And by the way, just saying, if you're even thinking of potty training in the next year, literal year, these courses don't expire. So like if you're thinking or you're approaching the age, grab it now while it's on sale. Head to biglittlefeelings.com slash courses to get 20% off today. Thank you so much for being here with us. This has been an Odyssey production, executive produced by Lauren LaGrasso, produced by Daniela Silva, edited by Bob Tabador, and theme music composed by Liz Full. Then studio lighting designed by Shane Sackett and designed by Jackie Shearman. Special thanks to Odyssey Executive Vice President and Head of Podcasts, Jenna Weiss-Berman. And thank you for being here with us. We can't wait till next week.